This is an Alternerd Reality Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to the Alternate Reality Podcast. This is a podcast for all things nerdy, all things gaming, basically all things awesome. I'm Chewbigger84, and this is our episode of what we played and what we saw this week. The following gentleman wants to take your heart and watch it freeze in his hands. It's Mr. Freeze himself. It is Hebrew Hammer. How are you, buddy? Uh, pretty good. Uh, anytime that I can sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger, it's a uh, pretty high compliment. So. It was more a reference because you're in the fine state of Tejas uh, yes. right now, uh, which yes. they tell me is pretty cold over there. It is freezing. I will tell you all about it in just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, while this guy said, fuck all y'all, I'm off to Cancun. It's Da Hooch. How are you, buddy? Hey, at least I'm a lot warmer than some people are. Yep. Right? That's <laughs> actually an unfair intro. You are not Ted Cruz. Yeah. You're like no, the anti Don't no. wish that upon anyone. Yes. I know. Yeah. Max, bit cold over there, Hebrew. Yeah. So, yeah, as uh, everyone knows, uh, Texas uh, got really cold. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> Things happened. Everything froze. Uh, literally, like our our pool, for instance, is now frozen solid. Um, everyone's electricity was out for days. Somehow, miraculously, my uncle's uh, house never lost power, which is absolutely crazy right. because everyone else's, like his street, never lost power. Everyone else's black everywhere. Um, no one had power, so it, it was insane. So we went I think over that there. Confirms that 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 means he is Q, right? Uh, probably yes. <laughs> that must be it. But um, one thing that wasn't so good about his house, though, is that the all the pipes froze, so we had no running water. So at one house mm. we had no electricity, and at the other house we had no running water. So that made uh, toilet situations very fun for everyone. Right. So we had to fill Ugh. up bottles, or not bottles, but uh, like water or uh, milk jugs rather, um, with water, mm-hmm. and then you had to like put those in the back tank and flush with that. And um, it was uh, like six people in the house, and there was nowhere to get or getting close to nowhere to get water. We had to keep making trips back to our house um, with the roads solid ice. To go get more water. It was a nightmare scenario, basically. Um, and, and we had the easy, like, awesome, nice version of it because we actually were at least in a place that still had power. So, um, yeah, yeah, it was a nightmare scenario for so many people here. Everything was shut down. No one knew anything. You would randomly maybe, uh, you know, like I had some people who never got power back on. I had some people that got power back on for 20 minutes every, like, 14 hours or so. People's houses were down in, like, um, you know, like 32 degrees or, or so. The temperature outside was um, like five or, or no, like I think the lowest it went down to was like nine degrees or something. So it, it was absolutely insane. Um, yeah. And then uh, lots of uh, politicians decided to spout some nonsense too, which was really fun. Um, one, yeah, it's all AOC's fault and climate change definitely still yep. isn't real. Climate, uh, Green New Deal, don't forget about that. Totally Green New Deal's fault, even though Texas only gets yeah. 20% of its energy from renewable, 10% of which is from... Uh, uh, I saw the wind. governor backtrack pretty hard the other day and just oh, went, yeah. nah, the gas line's froze. I was wrong. Yep. <laughs> and that's the thing is that they didn't winterize. It, like, it's not no. normal for... Um, like, windmills can still run in freezing temperatures. Like, it does it mm-hmm. in Antarctica all the time. If they're built that way. They have yeah. to be weatherized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We yeah. never re- weatherize them because 
we're Texas and Texas runs on ECOT and ECOT wants to save every single fucking bucket can. So anyways, so before we go down that road, yeah. this is a video game and nerd podcast. So uh, obviously, true. yeah, man, our thoughts are with everyone in Texas right now, if you're doing it tough and look, if you are there, check on your neighbors, do all that sort of stuff. When, you know, the government are the pieces of shit that it doesn't matter where you're in the world right now, they're probably that. So mm-hmm. they look out for each other when, uh, when shit gets weird. Is yeah. somewhere in the story there. What about you, Hooch? How's climate been in uh, your neck of the woods? <laughs> been uh, not not as cold. Well, you know, a little chilly, but actually, it's uh, it's warm enough. But uh, nice and toasty over there. Ni- nice and toasty. I spent most of the week inside. Uh, my uh, daughters and my brother and I we have uh, a family Discord server, so we kind of usually hang out on that during the day. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, if I'm doing work stuff that doesn't require a whole lot of focus and concentration, we'll just be sitting there chatting it up. So that was a new thing that we kind of started this past week or so. And it's it's been kind of cool, like so much so that when they weren't there and I was actually doing something that I had to focus on or they all had to do other stuff. I was kind of like, where's, where's everybody? It kind of sucks. I'm about to say that's when you know your your family's cool is when your family has its own discord server. <laughs> yeah i feel like discord by the definition of the word is more representative of my family is that there's usually <laughs> yeah, some form of go. discord going on within our family group yeah oh uh, yeah i mean it helps that we all like to talk about the same thing like you should i think it was either last week or whatever is when we were diving hard into talking about streaming and podcasting and things like that my my brother went has gotten to the point where uh on discord he is the most professional non-streamer i've ever seen like like his setup looks like he should be streaming but he's not streaming (laughs) (laughs) not even close and then yeah and then one of your daughters asking family members to like and subscribe yeah yeah so what were you saying uh, hebrew I was saying one of your daughters is into podcasting now, so both of them are. They have their own both podcast. Yeah. Actually. Oh yeah, that's right. Both of them podcast. have it yeah. together. Okay, that's right. shameless free plug. plug. Free plug time, Hoach. Free yeah. plug time. Uh, Mixed Chicks Lifestyle is the name of the podcast. Uh, they're pretty much on like everything. Um, so yeah, check them out. I, I'm unfortunately, I have to admit, I'm a couple of weeks behind. Things have been pretty hectic, and <gasps> these are sp- your daughters. And spending, How I know, dare but you? look. You know what? We actually talked about this earlier today because I spend like most of my time sitting there just, you know, with one of them in, you know, chat with me. So Mm -hmm. we just we just whenever an idea comes up, we kind of talk about it. This has actually been very helpful for our relationship. Mm -hmm. It used to be we we talk like once a week. Now we're on like every day. Oh, there you go. And when you yeah. say this, is in what Discord or is in the whole podcasting uh, thing? Well, the whole podcasting thing, and uh, you know, as much as I hate to say it, the, the pandemic because we wouldn't really be yeah. in this situation. Like I would be in an office, and so would yeah. I mean, my youngest daughter. It sucks because uh, her job doesn't allow her to kind of just sit and chill. Whereas mm-hmm. me and the my, my oldest daughter, we can just kind of sit in the the chat room and when we have a moment to just kind of chat we were already connected and be like hey what's going on oh this and that and then it's like we we're very similar how we just randomly talk uh to ourselves and so it's just it's just background noise and it's mm. it's chatter it's somebody to kind of socialize with who is like-minded so. right no that, that is cool it's a good dynamic yeah and, and then we get to talk about uh wandavision and how a there you go uh a 24-hour moratorium in a spoiler, a chat labeled spoiler yep. may or yep. may not be excessive. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think 24-hour moratorium. 
because I think that was that my role you're talking about. Yeah, yo, no, no. You basically it started because we, well, McFly and I were going off about one uh, division, like like twenty minutes or an hour or so after the yeah, air after it came out in U.S. time. Uh, you, yeah, you were like, "Fuck off, guys! I, have, I got four yeah. hours." Something I've come to expect from Americans over the years. Going, America, everyone else, go fuck yourselves. Unless you've got oil, in which case we're coming over. My timeline or no timeline, baby. <laughs> yeah. So, so I so, felt twenty four hours so that everyone on Earth had at least an hour to try is not that fucking bad, guys. But Jesus here's Christ. So here was my argument against that you're it's called spoiler chat the channel is freaking spoiler chat <laughs> like why are you yeah I'm but like, a lot of people are newer to discord they don't mm-hmm. understand that you can turn off alerts and it's literally yeah. coming up on your phone right yeah so i'm just trying to help because i hate spoilers and most nerds do when it's a show you really give a shit about so i think yeah. 24 hours is not that bad <laughs> <laughs> well that's why i introduced the uh, spoiler the spoiler tag in yeah. chat so right. that that was one of the things I was like I was like can we just use that because I know the OG guys had it can we have oh wait it's yeah. in Discord oh it's just a thing yeah it's a built in yeah. Discord situation yeah yeah so I was like I'm surprised we haven't used it before <laughs> we're too lazy wow. <laughs> <laughs> there's part um, of that so well it's mainly because we're not lazy we're literally talking about it on podcast within 24 hours of the show coming out yeah. come on how much. How much one division content does people need from me right now? Get off I my need, dick! Come on, I need more, more. Um, All right. Actually, one more Hebrew. thing that's funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just uh, um, this other thing that happened this week was I had to explain sex to a nine-year-old. And I hope it was your nine-year-old <laughs> and not just like talking to a stranger. It was my nine-year-old. That's a court and case. The unfortunate thing is it's my fault because I introduced him to the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And the subject comes up several times on the show. So now he's... Every one of those small pauses you did in that sentence made my asshole tighten. Because it's like, <laughs> it was talking to a nine-year-old. I guess it was mine. And then it's my fault. <laughs> Wait, where's the story going? Right? <laughs> Don't fucking use punctuation like that. Yeah. So what What happened? How did that go? It, uh, it actually went pretty good, I think. Um my wife is super uncomfortable explaining that kind of thing. So I was more than happy to let her take the lead on that and then right. laugh hysterically while she was struggling. <laughs> so so uh, which, uh, which story did you go with? Uh, no, we told them the, uh, the whole, the truth kind of thing. You know, we went in oh, not shit, like in excruciating detail, but Damn. we told him right. what happens. And okay. Yeah. So I, the way we I showed looked, him a Mia Khalifa video. Yeah, exactly. We demonstrated for him. No, just kidding. We did not do that at all. Weird no, no, joke. No, no. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> that was that was one of those. Look, push the boundary. Ah, nope, yeah. too far. Come back. Come back. Come back. <laughs> uh, for me, I, I think yeah, whenever that was that, my week. Whenever that time comes with with my kids, I think it's it's going to be a very generic birds and the bees discussion. Like I'm definitely going to like tell right. tell my son. Like I'll have you know my wife tell the daughter if there is a daughter because i'll certainly have a son i must have a son oh and, well, here uh, we go because <laughs> the rest of them i will drown in the river <laughs> i will ensure Wait. that i will have one child an heir to keep the blood line <laughs> <laughs> Jesus but um, no so like if, if that's the situation then yeah I'm, I'm gonna explain it to the son but yeah i'm gonna keep it very birds and the bees until he gets like a like a, a bit older like at nine years old i think i would stick with a generic birds and the bees situation and uh keep it light and then later on down the road then i would explain in more detail but 
Well, the and you know what? That I'm was not the best person to argument. gauge it because I don't actually have a child. So what the fuck do I know? <laughs> my you your own lens though. Like I still remember when my dad gave me that talk, and it was so awkward Same. as fuck. Yeah, because he came in, it's like, all right, I thought we should probably have the talk. Um, you know, you're getting to that age now, and uh, uh, look, here's this book. Um, I'm, I'm going to leave it with you. You read it in your own time, and um, look. If you've got any questions, I mean, just yeah, just read the book again. Might as might as well have. Like that was literally the whole thing. Just came with the book, and I remember a couple years later, we're going to schoolies, which is kind of like spring break at the end mm-hmm. of high school mm-hmm. uh, in Australia for you guys. And uh, I remember we we're leaving at like six a.m., and Dad comes out like just wearing his undies, and he, he comes up and goes, "Look, mate." I'm not. I'm not endorsing anything, but I just want to know that, like, if you are going to do something uh, while you're there, I want to know that you're safe. So take these with you. Um, all the instructions on how to use them are on the back. It was a box of condoms. <laughs> I said, "Oh, I hadn't really thought about it, mate. Thank you." So I put that in the suitcase with my other four boxes of condoms. And, uh, <laughs> uh, one of which I will point out was glow in the dark because as a 16 year old, I thought that was hilarious. Oh, to yeah. just okay, like, I, thought, I thought your dad yeah, gave boom. you the glow in the dark ones, and I'm like, "That's an interesting." No, thing that would have been a weird lane. Yeah. yeah, and then just says, "May the force be with you," and then sends you on your way. That might yeah, actually that be. Been yeah, awesome. that actually might be hilarious. That's yeah. how I'm going to handle if I have a boy now. Yeah, yeah. yeah may it. the force be with you. And may the force be with you. That's actually yeah. so. So not a bad idea. I think I'll do the same. But yeah, yeah. I'm more of the mindset where tell them the truth, because Mm -hmm. then that way it is less that you have to clean up later. That is interesting phrasing given the conversation. (laughs) (laughs) For 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 me, how it happened was uh, like my dad came like it. That, that was weird pausing too jesus christ <laughs> we're about to get into some real dark shit with you two if we keep going <laughs> it's really oh, it's how terrible that time it was for a pause so but my no. dad came and he goes let me explain why i had a shot on your pillow um <laughs> that there, do you want to you like maybe talk about some video games or do you want to go down this road I mean, it's your call my, mine's point. real quick mine's real quick my, my dad came downstairs and then sounds he, like it <laughs> dad came quick and then uh like he he had found out that like i had i had looked at porn at, at some point and so he's like hey look you can't do this right. um you know don't want to look at that kind of stuff but you know since i know that obviously this is a thing now and i was like i think i was like 13 or 14 at the time as well and and he was like you know if you mm-hmm. have any questions about uh, sex or anything like that you know, I, I can answer them for you. And I was just so awkward and out by the conversation that I was just like, uh, and mm. which I already had he- had a health class in school anyway. So I already knew everything. And I was just like, dad, dad, I, I know everything. I know everything. And he was like, okay, well, if there's, you know, anything else, like you can always ask me. And I was just like, dad, I just, I know everything. And then I just like ran upstairs. Yeah. And that, if you need any tips, son, I'm pretty good at railing your mom. <laughs> no, just letting you know. Son, for real. Yeah. If you have any questions, <laughs> trust me. I'm the dude. Yeah. Where do you think that bruise on our forehead came from? That is the imprint of your headboard. Anyway, up top. Can we do this now? Yes. Can we can we talk about video games? Now and, we can and talk about video is that okay? Let's go for it. No one wants to go off. All right, let's do this. All right. So I don't know why I'm going to beg for money after that, but look, if you are enjoying this podcast, folks, head on over and rate and review uh, our podcast. Um, head over to the patreon.com forward slash ANR pod for all of Hebrews' dad sex tips. And of course, uh, join the Discord at discord.me forward slash ANR to join in on the conversation. 
Uh, Hooch, what have you been playing and looking at this week, buddy? Oh, I got a, actually, I had a fair amount of stuff that I played this week. Although, uh, first and foremost, uh, a game that's near and dear to your heart. I played lots and lots of FIFA. Lols. Uh, <laughs> hey, you a gamer, bro. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I've actually been enjoying it because I got the ch- I got a chance to play with you know my 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 daughter's husband and his brother. And we were having a good old time. So it's a social thing. Still it's trying not just to make me the playing FIFA. Um, although my brother was expecting me to be terrible at it because I haven't played FIFA in many many years, but he mm-hmm. was very disappointed to hear that both um, you know my daughter's husband and his brother had nothing but uh, high praise for me jumping in uh, and playing the online pro clubs with a basic character that you first start out with because I have like no power, no skill points to really to allocate and uh, still managed to do pretty well. So much so that we had two games where I, one was a goal off the the upright to uh, be uh, before a hat trick and then I did have a hat trick in the next game. So... Uh, he he was disappointed to find out that I was playing so well. Uh, in addition to mm-hmm. that, I popped in the new Valhalla raid update, which mm-hmm. was uh, initially it was a lot of fun. So they expanded how you do raids. Now you have what are called river raids. So you just there's a, a specific area of a map. You, you encounter a guy. He shows you how to do new raid style stuff. And it's like a progressive raid uh, zone where as you, you have certain types of places that you go to but uh, you can get different uh, resources and things like that from it so it's 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 interesting how it works but it's still pretty fun to just jump out and raid and one of the things I did like is it supports players who like aren't gonna run straight into the battle by themselves they they mm-hmm. like to have like a stealthy way. So like if you want to go in and just murder everybody in there and then call your raid crew in and clear everything out, that's fine. That works. Or if like me, you just walk in the middle and say, come at me, bro, and just run in the, into the groups and kick the crap out of things, that's fine. But they've added several new abilities and new skills, and it, it's a whole progression system kind of thing within it. You can level up your raid group, your raid crew, you can expand. You have two different boats now. You have your normal boat, and then you have your raid boat. Uh, so I don't, I don't know how long, like what the longevity of it is. But I will say it's a good thing to pop into for about eh, maybe like a couple of hours or something like that. Also, I don't want to spoil anything, but at the end of the game, Chew, did you go back and find an anomaly? What do you mean find an anomaly? Once you've completed the game, you know how you're you're running through and you find those weird um mm-hmm. weird shaped things where it looks like something's gone wrong with the world? Yeah. Okay. Um what you need to do is go back there after you've completed the game. To any of them? To any of them. And right. then interact with it. I can't tell you what happens because it's, it's not the same cutscene. It's something else. It's not a cutscene. It's a whole. It's a thing that you do, and I don't. I I saw. I found one, but I couldn't complete it. See, but, I've already finished them all before I finished the game, though. Oh, so you did. I don't think they're gonna. They're not gonna be there. Oh, okay. So I never actually. So I don't know what you're game. talking about. You have to tell me off air, so there's no spoilers yeah. for people because 
<clears throat> what you're saying doesn't make sense to me because they're all gone. So I can't go back to one because it ain't there. Really? They were there well, when I went back. I mean, maybe they are. Maybe there's yeah. uh, something there. But I'll go, I'll go check it out. See, okay. the thing with raids, they were one of my least favorite parts of the game. Not because of the idea of what they were. I enjoyed the idea of them. I liked the idea that while I was doing my murder hoboing, there was like a bunch of people there. So they mm -hmm. kind of added atmosphere. Mm -hmm. But what I hated is the NPCs were always morons. Yes. And I'm like, hey, bro, <laughs> bro, come this door. There's treasure. Bro, no, no, not that door. This, no, that one's <laughs> locked. No, th this door. No, God damn it. Then there's like three guys pushing into the same door. Like yeah. it looks like one of those you know old comedies where like two muscly guys are trying to walk in the same door together mm -hmm. but they can't because they're too big <laughs> literally that's what this game did consistently during the raids i hated it i wasted i would say cumulatively over an hour waiting on moron npcs to get through a freaking door <laughs> so if if they fix that i'm on board if they, they haven't i'm gonna wait they yeah. did fix that. I oh, actually that was even, so annoying. Even better, what'll happen is your NPCs will go to those spots without you and wait for you. Oh, they did do that sometimes. Yeah. Like it was so funny because I would be like standing next to this one when there's like three or so left, waiting mm -hmm. like I don't know eight minutes, going, <laughs> guys, come on. And then I go, all right, fine, fine. I'll go to another one, right? And the second you walk out of that room, this guy's like, oh. Did you know that there's a treasure chest here? Give me a hand <laughs> opening. You're like, fuck you, buddy. I'm sick of you and your shit. Yeah. yeah every yeah. time. Yeah. So no, that, that was in there previously. It just sounds like they've tweaked the AI to be they not did. moronic. So they made good. it better. Oh, and I forgot to mention, I'm now playing on PS5. Uh, because oh, I, switched, right. I switched over to the PS5, which, oh my God. I have to admit, I do so want to do it for all the reasons but then i have to pay for it a second time i know so. and that was that was kind of the i think it was on sale which is the reason why i did it so i mean it's my birthday today so I mean, if anyone wants to buy it for me <laughs> i mean just saying the day. not a bad not a bad gift for a guy just saying yeah but yeah it was it's what it's so worth it. it just it looks so good and the load times the load times or should i say the not load times that that hey, yeah, which own. version did you buy because if you buy just the base game but you've got the thingo plus i'm assuming you won't get all the free deal the, all the dlc pack stuff uh, incorrect i bought the base oh. version it gave me everything that i had already purchased because i had all the map stuff right okay. so i had already bought all that stuff and it didn't take any of that away because of the no, not that Connect. i mean like the specific like higher end stuff that we you, know, you would have got with the what's its name membership you play yeah with uh i think actually that counts i don't think that i i'll have to check into it but i didn't think i lost anything it did not feel like i lost anything okay so curious to watch that as it yeah i mean yeah. the fact that i could do it and it has cross saves that was enough for me that's good do you get loot from the uh raids and is it anything different or is it just the same old raid it's, rewards it's a different loot system that you can use to upgrade your uh there's a like a, a young vikings uh hall that you get where you can use it you can upgrade that to get higher level uh vikings that come with you oh okay so it's just expanding that system out because that was yes. there the whole time but i will say that that i could have cared less about yeah. all of that stuff because i was like i don't even need these idiots in fact mm -hmm. they usually make my experience worse tell mm -hmm. you what 
I'm going to go kill everyone in the village, then I'll blow the horn. Mm-hmm. How's that sound? That's, yeah. that's usually what I so do. So if that's changed, then yeah. I mean, that's all sounding good. Yeah. You do also get other resources like titanium and, and the ore and the materials, whatever, but not the supplies that you would use to upgrade your settlement. You don't well, get it. You're kind of done ish by the time you get to that point, right? Or at least I, very close to it. I'm at five. Uh, the, the, I have a quest to get it to six. I don't feel compelled to do that. <laughs> so yeah. It's like, oh, hey, there it is. Yeah, because isn't it the witches coming soon? Isn't that one of the DLCs? There's more witches coming. Like, I, I really want to get into that. Uh, yeah, I didn't actually just, you know, kill all the witches and stuff. The thing about this game is I'm actually at a point where I feel like I want to almost try to 100% this. Yeah, it's the first one. It's amazing because when we talk to quite a few people, like this is the AC that they bounced off of, where this is the one that I got into the most in a long time. It's very mm-hmm. divisive in that sense. Yeah, exactly. I haven't been disinvolved in an AC since Black Flag. Yeah, I dropped uh, this yeah, one, I didn't play imme- one almost immediately. So and Crazy. I was all yeah. in on all the rest, so yeah. Mm. There you go. What else have you been up to, Hooch? Uh, that's uh, I, the Project Triangle strategy demo as well. Uh, talked about that a little earlier. Oh it's, yes, the Nintendo one. Yeah, the Nintendo demo. It's it's pretty f- interesting. Uh, my I had a little bit of frustration because it took so dang long to actually get into combat. Right. Uh, <laughs> so I had an hour. I think about about an hour to play it, and I barely finished the first fight. Is this all dialogue or just wandering around? It's and- so much dialogue. Now, is it voice acted or is it reading? There's voice acting, but still, it's so much dialogue. Uh, <laughs> so, can you skip it? Like, you can does it skip have it. the Pokemon hold B to go faster type well, thing, or is it click yeah, to skip you to the next area? Tap R, you can press B or whatever. You can skip all of it, but then like you're missing what's it's setting up, right? True. I don't want to miss any information. I'm trying to get, find out everything that I can possibly do. So, mm-hmm. again, it's got some concepts and things that are interesting uh i'm hoping to see where it plays out so i'm gonna play the demo a little bit more and it's very much a you know strategy for position and uh you know um, analyzing speed of the different characters to make sure you have your tactics set up correctly and Mm -hmm. to be able to react to that so i want to play more i don't think they announced anything about when the full game is supposed to come out so maybe stuck with the demo for a little bit right uh, yeah and i also played borderlands on the ps5 yeah you did so <laughs> they had a super deal that i just could mm-hmm. we started talking about playing games with the the patrons and with and whatnot and with the AR crowd and uh borderlands came up as an option and it just so happens that there was a super big ass deal for it and a double a double dip deal if you are a PS Plus subscriber, which I am. Mm-hmm. So I managed to pick up the super ultra legendary everything all in one blah 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 with uh, uh, for like was it fifty dollars? So that was great. I was initially concerned about trying to play a first person shooter with the controller, as I've been very vocal about my dislike for that method of playing those types of games, but mm-hmm. it didn't suck. And I quickly was able to kind of like get into it and not feel like I was flailing about like a madman, like I was worried about. Yeah, you start Uh to get past it and then you start to ignore it. You do, but it also helps that much like Ubisoft, because if you have a shift account Hmm. from playing on PC, there's there's a lot of goodies that I got from it, including a pretty 
weird ass gun that I was able to oh, pick up. I haven't up. linked that. I do need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely do that. That was fun. Um, and I, um, who'd, you, who'd you pick in Borderlands 3? We should probably figure this out. I also, in my PC version, I played Flack. In this one, I played, um, oh, Jesus, why am I forgetting her name? Uh, the Gunner. Amara? No, not Amara. Oh, uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Why did I come up? Why am I forgetting her name? But anyway, I, I went with her. Um, it's great because one of her new uh, traits, because you get the new tree. In the new mm-hmm. tree, she summons, summons a mini version of the mech that she does not actually get in, but it acts like a pet. That's uh, good. She's so, a of flack. Yeah, exactly. And I loved Flack. Flack was fun, but I wanted to try something different, and I didn't think yeah. I wanted to do the other two. So. Well, I know one of the A&R guys is a really high-level Amara. I picked mm-hmm. Zane because I'm doing the new shoulder cannon tree. Mm-hmm. Um, who were you, Hebrew, when you were playing on BL3? Well, ironically, like I had, I think I had mentioned this before, but I had wanted to start up for the past couple of weeks again as well. So That's on right. my PS5, I didn't, um, I didn't transfer over any data to my PS5 because I didn't really have a need for it. Um, mm-hmm. So with Borderlands, I decided, oh, I'm just going to restart. And so I, uh, like literally yesterday, um, so it was the first day I had power and internet again, Ooh. I uh, booted it up and I played Flack. So, nice. Hey, perfect. Yeah, there we go. That is uh, funny. We built a crew accidentally. Like I like that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I have, I have Flack going right now and uh, I'm investing in the uh, spider, the spiderling tree. Nice. Um, okay. So yeah, pretty, pretty fucking sick. And I, I, I bought all the extras. I, I think I already had the... I never played anything past the original game. Um, Same. Yeah, but I had the, uh, I guess I got the one with the pass originally. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I only ended up, like, the only thing I could buy was only like a $25 season two pass. So I just got mm-hmm. that. And now I have everything. So, right. Nice. I will say nice. it looks great on PS5. It does. Um, yes. It's going to take me ages to get used to this trigger thing, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Like the whole, you have to squeeze it right down because it has yeah. the trigger resistance. I started uh, everyone. to ignore it. Like. <laughs> yeah, I'm not there yet. I haven't played enough of the shooting games on there yet because I did like 20 minutes of control. I was mm-hmm. just getting maybe 15 minutes into Borderlands 3 then my kid woke up. So mm-hmm. yeah, I really haven't played much shooting on it at all, but that'll change this week as I play some more Borderlands 3. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that works out well. Sweet ash. Yeah. Uh, anything else from your side, Hooch? Picked up Kingdom Hearts 1.2, 2.8, 3.3, whatever. Oh, I need to I, check I, if that deal's still on. Yeah. yeah thank you for reminding me. $25. Listen for the PlayStation beep in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, $25 for the entirety of the Kingdom Hearts. Uh, I could not pass that up. So Can I, I'm, I'm going to link from that story just to one of my own real quick. Mm-hmm. So I checked that deal like four or five times because I'm like, Everything about the describing words of it was like, this is Kingdom Hearts 3 with all the expansions, not mm-hmm. 1, 2, and 3, which is mm-hmm. what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. After spending so much time double-checking to make sure I was definitely getting what I wanted, I fucked up. Um, oh. I have been... I said it quite a few times that, oh, there's a good special on Mortal Kombat. I'm going to finally buy it. Uh-huh. And there was a crazy deal for the Mortal Kombat Ultimate Edition uh, for number 11. That has like uh, all the season passes, all, all the, the extra characters, characters from yeah. like start to finish. So I bought that, bought Borderlands, uh, let it set to auto download overnight. Came in yesterday morning. Borderlands is there, ready to go. Mortal Kombat is not installed. I'm like, oh, Ooh. I thought I clicked that. I thought I saw everything downloading for it last night before I went to bed. What's going on? I don't own Mortal Kombat. 
it says that the Mortal Kombat, this is, I really pissed off because in the description, it makes it look like the Mortal Kombat 11 base game was in the Ultimate Edition, but it's not. Oh. So fortunately, the same discount was applied to the base game. But had I known it was uh, that price and the other two. So yeah, I, I got the, the classic trap, which I have to admit, PlayStation's doing a real bad job. Like there was nowhere in there saying, are you sure you want this because you don't own the base game? Ooh, that sucks. Yeah, and calling it the Ultimate Edition, like, fuck you to NetherRealm too, because what's ultimate about not having the base version in there, you fucking pricks? Yeah. So mm. it is my mistake, don't get me wrong. I'm not outsourcing responsibility here, but there should be, hey, you're a dickhead button that says, are you sure you want to get this? Because like every other store I've been on says, you know, you you don't actually own the base game. Are you sure you want to buy this? Or it won't, it just flat out won't let you, right? Yeah. Well, I, so, yeah. I, uh, unfortunately, if you had told me that you were going to do this, um, I probably could have gotten uh, a code for you. For Motherfucker. The <laughs> Remember the three times leading up to this on air where I've said, hey, I'm thinking about getting Mortal Kombat 11? Any of those would have been great opportunities <laughs> to bring this up. Not after I already fucking bought it. How does that sound? I thought I did say something like uh, I could get it. No? Uh, Jesus okay. Christ. Right. Use the outside voice next time. Anyway. Uh, anything else you've got coming through, Hooch? No, that's about it. All right, Monsieur Hamer, what do you got, buddy? Um, for me, not much. Since yeah, since most of the week, I either didn't have power, or didn't have a system with me, so I really didn't do that much. I watched a few TV shows um, because that was pretty much all I could do. So I got into Titans, uh, as I mentioned, you know, earlier. So I'm not going to go back into that, but it was good. Um, and then I also <laughs> watched. Young and Hungry. I'm not sure if, if any of you guys know what that is. But, Whoa, uh, are we allowed to talk about X-rated stuff on this podcast? The- <laughs> this is so far from X-rated. <laughs> it's, uh, right. yeah, it, it's, yeah. I, I'm almost embarrassed to tell you this. What like, is it about? Show is. What is Young and Hungry? Well, it's it's just such a, so basically it's about this um this uh, girl. She's like 23 or so, and she lives with a roommate who's also like 23, and uh it's just like so classic like kind of shitty writing sitcom like she goes and works right. for this rich guy and then there there's a will they won't they that's just so fucking obvious and poorly so written nanny so far or basically yeah uh so fucking obvious and poorly written for literally like four seasons and um oh. it's just like cheap low-hanging fruit comedy and uh yeah it's <laughs> so you're watching this but still haven't seen top gun just so i'm sure but still haven't seen and i would pick this Motherfuck show again it. over top gun i think so oh my God, that's <laughs> no problem. but there was there was a nice like it, it, it's mostly because i could browse my phone while i'm kind of watching yeah you it. can turn your brain off because it's that level of terrible exactly you know, yeah, yeah yeah like so yeah. I, I like having shows like that on there that way i don't have to fully pay attention to the show and feel like i'm missing <laughs> something so um i could i could sit on my phone and do something more important but um yeah, so that that was pretty much it, and then also you know the the little bit of playing Borderlands uh, yesterday. So other than that, I mean that's about it. Short week for me. What about you? Noise. Uh, I'm gonna say the best one for last. Um, so after all the talk everywhere about Valheim, everyone raving about it, everyone saying that's like it's going into Viking lore, and there's gonna be like Viking creatures you can take down. It's not your traditional survival game that, yes, there is obviously some elements, but it doesn't put a big thing on, oh, you're going to die because you haven't drunk anything for 20 minutes. It's not that kind of survival game. So I thought, all right, it's cheap enough. It's early access. I'll give it a go. Um, I would say graphically Hebrew 
Fable 1 probably looked better. Damn. Oh, yeah. Right, oh, it's no. that level. Damn. Bro. And my first alarm bell was uh, I clicked buy, and then obviously you click that install content button on Steam. Yeah. And I think I walked out of the room, went to the bathroom, <laughs> came back, and it was installed. And I was like, oh. I was like, oh, it's one of those cases where it installs the downloader, like the launcher, and then I'm going to have to actually patch it from there. That's what it'll be. Nope. It's only a 500 meg game. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then it launches in what looks like a browser. So it almost looks like a browser game at the start. And then you have to change all the settings. So I checked out a couple of guides online where people were saying, oh, if you want to make Valheim look less bad, turn these on, turn these off. So I did all that. And uh, yeah, so look, graphically, it's not great. Okay, mm-hmm. so there is that coming out of the out of the uh, gate. So um, you're going in, it drops you in. Um, I will say, like when you're first flying onto the island or whatever it is on your bird, that whole scene, I'm like, oh, no, the graphics aren't that bad. But then, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it is what it is. So your character, the stuff you build looks really average, but some of the environmental stuff is a little bit more specked up. So it's not terrible, terrible. It's not Minecraft level of jank, but it's not like you know a 2021 game visually, let's mm-hmm. say. So, you know, putting in the elitist graphics guy in me aside, I thought, okay, I'll play this. And bear in mind, I hate survival games because I've spoken about this many times. I don't like the monotony, uh, what do you call it? Monotonousness, whatever the fucking word is for boring shit, uh, let's say. Yeah, the monotony. Monotony, there you go. Uh, Of all the stuff like, you know, build an axe, then use the axe to cut down a tree, then use the tree to build a wall, and then use the wall to put on a roof, and then eventually somehow fly to space. You know, whatever it is. So, uh, yeah, it is that, uh, ultimately. And uh, a lot of the slickness that you get in things like Fortnite or whatnot, where it's really good at showing you this is this side of the wall, this is that, so you don't put it the wrong way around. Uh, this part doesn't plug onto that part. A lot of those things aren't really there, like those slicker systems mm-hmm. um, for the building side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the enemies themselves are pretty lo-fi. It's very much about, you know, hit a tree 40 times, then it becomes wood type game. So <laughs> I'm sure the combat and systems that open up a little bit later, but the combat itself is really basic. It's basically block or dodge. Uh, there's a stamina bar. It is great that you don't have a thirst mechanic in this game because it's always been one of my least favorite things. Um, I think that I can see why this game appeals to a lot of people because it's a very low point to barrier, sorry, low barrier to entry survival game because it doesn't have a lot of those mechanics. It's got the Viking lore. You can run around with other Vikings. I have a feeling if there was other people playing with me, maybe I would have had a better experience because I wouldn't have been so focused on the boringness of just building a stick hut. You know, that, <laughs> it's those, always those first couple of hours in these games that I bounce off of. I'm sure if there was like an option to say, skip all that so the shit's already built, they can just go out and explore the world and do all the cool stuff and unlock more crafting recipes, I'd be more in. But it's always those first couple of hours of you go from naked man to semi-naked man who now owns a stick hut. You know what I mean? Like that's the the part of the game that's just so boring to me. Um, So I thought, okay, let let me see. Is it the genre that I hate? Or is it just this setup? Because the ones that I played was like this, Ark, and I think maybe two other ones. So I went back and played that Grounded game that we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I did notice Hebrew after our conversation last week about the spiders. Yeah, <laughs> They've actually added in a new mode for people like you. Oh, God. oh, that's right. It's called Arachnophobia mode. So you can actually turn off like the giant spider scaling so it doesn't like get us in your face with the terror. Mm, that's yeah. Good. Um, 
So that's interesting. There you go. So they, they've listened to people like yourself. So this this is the opposite. This is a game that is very slick, like the environment's highly rendered. Um, but straight out of the gate, there's a narrative, right? You've been shrunk down for some reason. Um, you have to wander through and try and figure out what you're going to do about this. So instantly out of the bat, I was more engaged with this and wanted to keep playing it because the narrative right away was guiding me to why I was doing all these things. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's, that's, that's the thing. I think if a world is too open world, it, sorry, it can be too open world for me. Do you know what I mean? If you give me endless choices mm-hmm. in games like this, I make none. I make the choice to leave that game. Oh right? boy. <laughs> because it's just like, I have to do everything. I got to build the house. Gotta, it's just like, if that's there, I'm just going to go out and like kill people or explore or climb or solve mysteries or whatever it is. Great. So I think I'm. I think grounded is probably the more the survival game I'd be into because there is a narrative reason for doing all of these things. Without it, yeah. So Valheim, I can completely understand it. It's early access, so I understand it's going to go through a lot of improvements. It's it's fine. Like for the type of game that it is, if you enjoy, let's say if you if you like the graphics of Minecraft and you like survival games, you love this game, especially because it's got the Vikings layer and lore over the top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want sort of more of a modern, you know, slick narrative driven with good graphics and you want something that's all over, also early access, then there is Grounded by Obsidian. And so if you want to be Vin two. Diesel in a survival game, you play Arc 2. Arc 2, which we haven't got out yet. Yeah. So, But you're right. When that comes, I'm, <laughs> sh- I'm have no doubt in my mind that's probably going to uh, learn a lot of lessons that Arc learnt along the way because it hmm. went through so many different iterations yeah. before it got to a good place. So yeah. I, I, I'll probably go and check that out. Not for Vin Diesel, but I've always loved the idea of a survival game with dinosaurs. You know, what's not to love? Just, it's like being on the island of Jurassic Park 20 years after everyone forgot about it. You know, it's, it's <laughs> funny you just you get mentioned, washed up in a boat. It's uh, funny you mentioned Ark because my old, oldest daughter tried it. She's like, tried it, hated it. I was like, I told you you weren't going to like it. <laughs> yeah. Why did she hate it? Uh, for all the reasons that you were mentioning, like, like yeah. before, where you're like, I don't want a game where I have to worry about, you know, wiping my ass and picking my nose. Yeah. And doing all. I was like, like, I do that in real life. I have to worry about keeping myself alive. I don't want to have to do that in a game. Exactly. Like, I mean, how, how specific are these games going to be? Like, do you have to have a wank every three days to avoid blue balls? <laughs> like, where are we going? You know? Exactly. I, I just hope uh, that whenever Arc 2 comes out, like, there's going to be a full conversational thread where literally it's just everyone in the world saying family over and over. Yeah. <laughs> and then all the, all the rules of physics just don't apply for 15 minutes. Exactly. That's the buff yeah, that you yeah, get yeah. whenever you say the word family. family. <laughs> <laughs> you can now drive a car to the moon family. with diamond hands hand gloves yeah exactly <laughs> uh obviously yeah borderlands 3 i played um still continuing on after how much you guys raved about clone wars i'm now into season three um so i am enjoying it i especially love the fact that i now know so many of these side characters that i've seen in other things but had no idea their stories that's mm-hmm. been good i will say a lot of the storylines are I mean, I don't hate them, but they're not engaging in ways that other Star Wars stuff grabs me. Like, mm. they're spending a lot of time doing the political political commentary stuff as well, mm. which I guess is kind of interesting because it's doing the whole, like, uh, parallels with things like Nazi Germany, where yeah. it's, it's showing, like, how the galaxy got to a point where they basically begged for the Emperor to do the thing. You know what I mean? Like, they're doing yeah, that, like that side story. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, I mean, sometimes it goes too far because obviously you've got, it's usually through the lens of Padme, who's like almost 
too naive with her optimism yeah. you know what i mean like it's and then also you're kind of slowly watching her soul die from realizing that hope is fading too like you kind mm. of you know that's ish in there so yeah. look I'm, I'm gonna follow it through and then i'm looking forward to rebels because it seems like rebels has a lot of the extra cool shit as well You'll, so. i mean what, what's happening like literally like right now like what was the last big thing that right now i think the last episode i watched before bed last night padme was on uh mandalore like she sort of snuck off world and met with people that she used to be friends with from the other senate mm-hmm Yep, and then uh, they were like almost negotiating peace, and then they assassinated her friend. So like Dooku has said, the offer of peace is off the table. We're going back to war, um, and yeah, the Republic is just pushing through the deregulation of the banks to finance another five million clone troopers. Let me ask you this: Has anything has, has anything happened with the sisters yet? The Night Sisters? Yeah. They're not in the story at all yet. I know who they are, okay. but they're not in the story yet, no. The uh, only one is uh, Asajj, but I think she's really part of the Night the Night Sisters issue. Okay, so you mm-hmm. yeah, you are not to the to the good stuff yet. So. Yeah, you guys said after season three, they kind of realize who their audience really is, right? Exactly. It was like up, yeah. up to the end of season three, they're like, this is a kid's show. And yeah. adults went, it's not, we're yeah. watching it. You, can, you so. can tell like after each episode, there's kind of like... And I think it's already started to peel away from that a little bit at this point. But like at the beginning, like I'm sure you really noticed that there was yeah, like there's much more learned. political narrative in season three than there was previously. Exactly. Like up until then, like there was all much, it was all baby Ahsoka, and like the way they're like gradually aging her as well. Like it's almost not noticeable until this mm-hmm. episode. I was like, hang on, let me just do a side by side go. Yeah. Episode one, season one. I was like, oh shit, she's like way older now. You yeah, know? exactly. So, yeah, if you look at the her, way that time moves, there is quite strange. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just wait until fucking rebels hits with with Ahsoka, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, definitely keep keep watching. Um, you're about to get into the really good I will. shit. Yes. Uh, the last thing I did, and this is what I spent the most time on this week, was I played and finished the medium. So. <laughs> People who know me uh, on this podcast will know very regularly I say there's two genres of games I hate. Uh, one is obviously survival games. The other one is psychological horror. I just can't do them, right? This game hooked me like none of them ever have. It's about eight hours. I played it from start to finish and loved all of it. There is a couple of moments where as things were happening, I was like, oh, fuck, they're doing this. No, no. Like it was like really, really really dark with some of the shit that happened i can't stress this enough if you are someone like um i noticed in the intro to the game they have an actual trigger warning i know why later on is because it's not they're rubbing it in your face with like really you know this is horrible shit to watch it's the way they reference it is very real and Hmm. and some of them Hmm. are referencing some very horrific things but the way they do it you kind of have to really listen for what they're trying to tell you. But when you get it, you go, oh, that is messed up, right? Um, it's set in Poland, uh, if that helps you sort of place what may have happened yeah. there, okay? So uh, the characters are intriguing as hell. It's uh, The way they set up the mystery pieces as you go is just really well done. I, I posted you guys a couple of screenshots during the week 
for a developer that's like not as like one of the big boys let's say mm -hmm. the the look of this world is is stunning like some of the facial animations sure there's a bit of jank from time to time but the voice acting is bang on um and the mechanic of the dual realities i cannot stress enough is awesome like the whole other world this world but you're in both at the same time mm -hmm. sometimes later on you'll actually find these mirrors and you pick up these cats one you find on either side a white cat and a black cat mm -hmm. statue and once you've got both basically whenever there's a mirror you can touch the mirror and completely go to the other side like not right. just split you completely dive in and that's when later on in the game you meet kind of the main monster if you will uh, mm -hmm. who exists in both worlds but you can only see him in one right Damn. he can kill you in both because he's still there but you don't have any weapons in this game so then it becomes almost like that alien isolation game which i loved and was tr truly terrifying because of how helpless you do feel in those moments um and it has the whole breath mechanic as well where when he gets close to you and you can't see him you have to hold your breath because otherwise he can find you uh from hearing your breathing so uh i really really enjoyed this how game. do you know and that the he's fact there it's so short when um, so you can kind of see like a shimmer every now and again, but you basically hear the foot stomps uh, getting closer and closer. And uh, more importantly, oof. if it's one of the sections of the game when you're in dual reality, you can see him in the other world. Ugh. Right? So you can't see him on the left-hand side of the screen, so but you can see him on the right-hand side of the screen. <laughs> oh it's just a really creepy game but really yeah. well done yeah. and uh yeah the way the story sort of wraps itself up towards the end as well it does and it doesn't like it's just i, I really think this is a game we should play because i would love to hear what you boys think of it and more importantly both of you can play it for free because it's on game pass yeah i already mm -hmm. actually uh like downloaded it so i just need to play did it. i get it yeah check it out man because a it's short so like when you're going through one of those like gaming add moments which i've had a lot in the last couple of weeks it's like <laughs> i just want to have one one game that's like really good narrative i can just play and it's done this is that game and right. uh yeah i honestly think this is a, a wonderful job and if these guys put out more psychological horrors i will play them uh so the fact that i've completely played a genre and am now wanting to more than i did to go and play resident evil as a result of how much I enjoyed this game and how fun this style of game can be. Uh, I'm definitely going to check that. I think that's credit to yeah, how good this game was. That is high praise. Yeah. So I, I think I'll give it a go because of that. Yeah. It's a specific game. Let me, let me be clear. Like you have to want to dive into the mystery of this world. If you're not willing to do that and read the little things as well. And it's not like you have to read paragraph after paragraph. Like it's all voice acted as well. And there are any little clips here and there. But when you put it all together, if you're willing to let yourself like, you know, feel those things, it's it's a, a great game. Great game. So yeah. Sounds Cannot good. recommend enough. Especially got mm. Game Pass. It's free lads. Free. I know, but yeah. the, uh, the psychological uh. Give it a go. Like if you don't make it all the way through, I'll be I'll be curious to hear why. But as I said, the okay. other world's very Constantine-esque, as in Keanu Reeves Constantine-esque. Like it has that same kind of aesthetic and vibe. Um in fact the one of the monsters you see is very similar kind of vibe too. Mm. So uh, I'll be curious, man. All right, all right. <laughs> All right, let's do one of our favorite things of the week. Let's take some questions from our patrons. What do you say, boys? Let's do it. Do it. All right, first on the gate is Namzia, and he's asking the question, describe your most cinematic game moment that was not scripted. Oh, Jesus. Cinematic um, game moment that was not scripted? 
cinematic game moment. Yeah. Like, can, like, what, what is uh, it? Like, something that you, like, you look at that sequence and go, man, you could put that in a movie. Like, I remember feeling this way in one of the sequences in Valhalla this year where I finally picked up a second spear. And uh, I remember like really kind of dancing around through this one section of the game where there were just enemies coming from everywhere. And I remember um, like the AI was being dumb. So I was like, screw it. I'm just going to climb over the wall. I'm just going to get into the next area. So I jumped off the wall, like superhero landing on this guy, (laughs) speared him through the chest and then jumped off, rolled out of that, speared the next guy and then like swooped around. She spun because of the combo that I was doing exactly into the next person and then they're dead. So then like running almost Naruto style to the next group. Like if you pasted that sequence into an action movie, you would go, that was fucking rad. Like it wasn't intentional. It's just the right button pushes at the right time. It just felt so much bigger and larger than what was probably just supposed to be an, you know, storm the castle is the current mission objective. You know what I mean? Moments mm. like that where in the moment you're like, holy shit, man, this, this is just such a cool passage of play that it feels like it should have been written that way. I have one. So okay. super hot VR. When, oh, I, yeah. when I first got my Oculus back in 20, I want to say 16 or whatever, I'm playing super hot VR. And there's one stage where you start out on a bridge and there's like two dudes in front of you. And mm-hmm. I did that stage so much to like try to get it perfect to where... I was like, the two dudes, stab the two dudes. One of them throws something up in the air. Grab that, turn around, spin immediately, throw the ninja star or whatever, and hit the other dude. You know, as I, as the, a gun is still floating in air, grab the gun, turn around, you know, dodge a bullet coming at me, shoot one, two guys over there, whatever, then flip back around and stab the last guy. It was just, when I finally got that down, I was like, this is a goddamn John Woo movie. Like even before. It was just like it was it was amazing to to pull that off. So that would be my answer. I think a lot of VR games are like that. Like where they have those, like when you get into that zone where you just go, like, especially like with your pistol, there's something so satisfying about just going bang, 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 bang. Like, especially if it's like different angles, like you're 30 degrees over here, then you're posting 60 degrees that way. Then you're spinning almost behind you 180 and you're just going shot after shot hits exactly where it should. Mm -hmm. And you feel like some kind of like gunslinger from the wild west because Mm -hmm. every shot's going where it should be. You know, you're reaching for the invisible hat to tip it down as you walk off in the sunset, but it's not there because <laughs> VR's not that sophisticated yet. Like, it's just those moments in VR, 100%. It's that cinematic type feel or that epic feel of immersion that I think really sells that whole experience to me. So I think VR is a lot of things like that. Yeah. Um, I would probably, I'm, I'm not going to say this is my final answer just because, um, you know, it's too repetitive to what um hooch said but i would definitely agree that was a good one whenever he said that i was like oh yeah there's definitely been times whenever i like put together a sequence that i played over and over and over again to be the level where i had it down mm-hmm. and you're just like oh shit like this is the fucking moment y'all i am badass <laughs> <laughs> i always throw my guns over my shoulder whenever i'm done and <laughs> i beat the level and stuff yeah um but anyways uh i can't i i really can't say like a specific i don't remember a specific sequence but i would say like the two games where I know that that happened quite a bit would probably be um, Naruto Blaze or not Naruto Blazing, 
um, the most recent, why am I forgetting the name of it? The most recent Naruto console fighter um, that's not Shinobi Striker. Uh, that one, I think it was Naruto Tenkaichi. But anyways, um, that one, because the sequences are, are so fluid and you can constantly go between cutscenes um, of these humongously epic moves. So mm. I'm not sure if it's a little lame that it's coming from a fighting game, um, but I, that game, since you can go like 3D, it's not it's not um, just you know move forward, move backwards. Um, it, it makes it feel very fucking cool whenever you pull shit off. So I would definitely say mm-hmm. some kind of fight scenario there, and then the other one would probably be God of War. There's nothing that makes you feel like as badass. Um, when you get off these fucking awesome ass combos in in God of War, where you throw the axe and then you call it back and then you you throw it again for the third time, then you go into a combo with your fucking shield and you're slamming people around, mm. then you call your axe back again, uh, and then you got your son jumping over your fucking shoulder and then he's shooting people with the arrows. Like there's all the time. There's beautifully rendered mm. cinematic moments there that are so accidental. Um, so yeah, like. Can't recall any specifics, but those would definitely be it, I'm sure. I'm really surprised you didn't say League of Legends for two reasons. Number one, it's always League of Legends with you. And number <laughs> two is um, that game has a lot of those. Like, I remember even when I was That's playing true. MOBAs, those moments where, like, you know, there's, like, two guys chasing you down, one's throwing out his ultimate, and you just dodge out of it in time and then immediately swing around and just cluster bang that guy. And then the other guy is obviously coming up right behind him. So then you kind of juke at the right moment. Mm-hmm. Like it has that very kind of superhero, like cinematic style. You know, I'm kicking the crap out of you <laughs> because I'm just, you know, a next level above you. So, there are, you know, those moments where you pull off those or pentakills or whatever, that, uh, those moments I think are massive. You're definitely right. There's so many amazing outplay moments that I've seen and or done uh, over my League of Legends career. But um, whenever I think of like, like, cinematic awesome scenes that i, I know what you mean watch yeah i think of something like pretty to look at and i'd say league of legends graphics are not like i mean they're certainly not bad and they're much better now than they were but they're not to the level of god of war or anything like that um so yeah but yeah i mean ton, there are tons of outplay moments especially if anyone that plays lee sin like a god um like i'm sure of course they're playing all right jackie 246 has the question uh describe two moments in your life where you desperately wished you either a had a camera or sorry both of these which you had a camera so something so funny you wish you could watch it again and again or something so surreal happened that you're not quite sure and you wish you had proof that's a good question you got anything I gotta think about that one. Something so funny. I know there's things that like I've done that people wish I had it. They had a camera to watch for me to watch over and over again. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I would consider it funny, but it was mm-hmm. the I would say the first time I got rip roaring drunk. Apparently, I reached the point where I was wandering around, it was middle of the night, wandering around a church parking lot with my pants around my ankles, Mm -hmm. uh, asking someone to touch it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, so... So a sexual assault is what you're saying. (laughs) No, I was asking. I was asking permission. I was not... (laughs) So solicitation. Yes, basically. Yes, yes. So uh, your it, funny it, moment would be someone else's like I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't think it was my <laughs> funny moment, but oh, you know what? Actually, another another funny moment was 
uh, same group of people hanging out with. We were, it was Halloween, and uh, I was, <laughs> that's going to sound bad. I was dressed as Mike Tyson. This was before everything went down. <laughs> so, um, but living in Oregon, I was dressed as Mike Tyson, and we went to go to Taco Bell to get some food. Mm-hmm. And we're in the drive-through, and I was kind of hanging out in the backseat of my buddy's car. What did you ask for at the drive-thru? You got, can I have a thick pack of nuggets? Yes, exactly. Uh, where I was, uh, our girlfriends were in the car in front of us, and apparently some mm-hmm. guys thought it was okay to start hollering at our girlfriends. So I went out, I got out of the back of the car, and then went up to uh, my girlfriend's car, and I was poking my head in, you know, doing the whole she's with me kind of thing, just showing off. And the guy right. got all upset. And uh, I ran up to the back of his car, and, and it was a it was a hatchback, so I slammed my no. I went up to the back of the car, stood there. Another buddy of mine came out and slammed his hand on the back of the guy's uh, car, and the guy came out of the car. And it was one of those moments where I thought I might have bitten off a little bit more than I can chew. He was mm-hmm. about four inches taller than me, and probably had me by about thirty to forty pounds, right? Mm-hmm. So a little bit nervous at that point. But rather than pick a fight with me, the guy took a swing at my buddy, who happened to be dressed as a girl at the time, so he's wearing jean skirts and a, and a wig. And my friend... I'm thinking this looks like a scene out of White Chicks at this point. Just like, uh, Yeah, well... I can, yeah. <laughs> and my friend proceeded to kick the crap out of the guy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that, that was impressive to watch. So I kind of wish I had a camera at that point to just... Go back and go, dude. You picked the fight with the wrong guy because you would come up to me. It probably would have nothing. Probably would have happened, but he took a swing at my buddy, and that was that was enough. Uh, so, um, I, I guess one of the one that I wish that I had a camera just because uh, no one believes me to this day, and like I don't know if I even believe myself anymore. But I just basically whenever I was a I was a kid, um. Me and, and one of my neighbors, we were outside. Uh, we always hung out over at his house. And I, I saw this gigantic shadow, like, cast over me. Like, huge shadow. Um, and then I looked up, and there was, like, I swear to God, it was the biggest bird you had ever seen. I, I, it was like a giant pterodactyl. I swear to God, it doesn't make any sense. No <laughs> sense whatsoever, but I swear to God I saw it. Someone fell asleep during that ho moment for Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, dude, that's so true. I mean, this was like way before Pokemon, but... Um, it's literally that opening sequence, yeah. Actually, I guess maybe it wasn't, actually. Uh, maybe <laughs> Wait, maybe this didn't happen to me. Am I just living Pokemon? I, I'm yeah. thinking, like, maybe this was Pokemon, and I imagined it. <laughs> I don't know, because I was so young at this point, but... Um, right. But, yeah, like, I remember that was super... That was super weird, um, but there was that moment, which, yeah, like I still like, I think it happened. I don't know, but um, and then for the other moment, what what was the other moment again? Uh, one that's funny or one that's so surreal. Oh well, that was the like so surreal one. So yeah, I don't really have like a super funny one that I can think of. Um, I have to think about the funny one because I have to filter like so many of those stories are uh, like incredibly either not safe for work or <laughs> like just incredibly embarrassing to myself and they will come out over the series of this podcast don't worry <laughs> like there's a lot in my wheelhouse when it comes to this and a lot of it involves drinking um <laughs> the surreal one was probably one where uh, uh 
my dad isn't like not like a traditional kind of dad's dad like he's not into fishing or anything like that but then one of his best mates was like loved going on fishing and uh when we first moved up to a new state in queensland um his mate was like why don't we get a boat and we'll take out the boys me and his son uh on a boat trip we'll go get some fishing you know i've been told about this great spot offshore it'll be great so uh we meet down there early morning get on the boat go out um and it's about like 40 meters away from like one of those giant tractor uh tires that they're using mm-hmm. as like a buoy out mm-hmm. there it's just floating like it's probably about i don't know four and a half meter across tire like a really 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 big tractor tire just mm-hmm. floating out there yeah. and we're about you know 30 40 meters max away from that so anyway get out there throw down the anchor and then uh we all put in a rod each and then we had a little kitty rod as well that we put on um so we're there for a couple of minutes and there's a splash behind us and we turn around and basically just see the big back of something which the only thing that'd be big enough would it had to have been some kind of a whale right oh, geez because it was either that or you know the kraken exists right <laughs> um and where we were it's not unheard of for, for whales to come through there in pods as well oh, okay so uh then we saw another one kind of come through which looked like a smaller one so i think it might have been like a a whale with a calf coming past so we sort of pulled the lines in really quickly and just waited until we kind of saw the ripples and didn't hear any big splashes for a while so threw everything back in and um and then one of the uh, i think dad's mate pulled in a fish and then it was just boom everything happened at once so all the rods basically went at the same time and all of us are pulling in shovel no sharks right they're Mm -hmm. about probably meter and a half two meters at max so they're biggish fish yeah and they're not shark sharks in the sense that they've got teeth everywhere but they look like a mix between a stingray and a shark in the sense that they've got like these really kind of long pointed rayish heads uh and then just like a shark's body off the back of it so we're all trying to pull these bloody things in at the same time and then we realize that big tractor tire is a hell of a lot closer than it was 20 minutes ago and we realize that the anchor's not holding and we're drifting and we're about to run the boat into the thingo. So dad's mate goes, oh shit, we need to get out of here. Hits the boat, uh, hits the uh, engine. <laughs> motor blows, smoke everywhere. Oh, Dickhead geez. didn't pull the anchor in, wrapped the rope all the way around the motor, right? Oh. So the engine's smoking. We've got two sharks in the boat. We've got three others still on the lines trying to basically work out whether pull them in or just cut the lines and let them go. Uh, so yeah, then the next hour and a half is us out there trying to uh, get the anchor back in and unwound from the motor while we're out in the middle of the ocean. and Or the bay, I should say. That's being a bit too dramatic. Too dramatic. So we do all that. Uh, motor doesn't start for the first couple of attempts. Do a couple of cycling of fuel and water and that sort of shit. Finally get the motor up and running. So we're like, all right, let's go. Let's uh, get some fishing in. And just at that point, uh, my mate, uh, who is his son, uh, basically starts vomiting like crazy over the side because he's getting seasick. Oh, so we just went, Jesus. fuck it, let's go. <laughs> oh, Damn. my God. So oh, that fishing God. trip is legendary uh, within our family. Um, trying to think of funny... Um, I don't know, like, I wouldn't want to watch it because of who we were at the time, but in concept, it's hilarious. So we had this massive drunken night um, down camping with me and a couple of mates, and we ended up getting super drunk because uh, we didn't know what to do. Our mate ended up pulling a chick at the pub and took her back to our tent, which we're all sharing. It's like, well, what do we do now? Oh, Jesus. So 
we're drinking heavily. One of our mates passed out in the camper chair. Obviously, our other mate shagging this young lady in the tent. And uh, he's a he's a military lad back from the navy, and he's like, uh, "What do you want to do?" I'm like, I don't know, mate. We're only got about another half a bottle of bourbon, and we're out. And he's like, mm, "Nudie run," and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> he goes, oh, "Let's go for a nudie run." It's like, "All right." Now bear in mind, we're in a we're in a caravan park, right? It's not like we're just camping in the middle of nowhere by ourselves. We're in a tent in what is ultimately a very large area full of like, I don't know, a hundred to 200 other people caravanning or camping. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we're in the, roughly the middle, I would say. <laughs> and I look around shit faced, obviously, and just can't see anyone awake. And it's just like, well, the streetlights are over there. Yeah. Fuck it. So both of us, two minutes later, literally all the gear off. And we're just sprinting to the far end of this caravan park, you know, laughing, trying to shove each other in trees, you know, definitely not homoerotic at all. And yeah. then, um, so anyway, we get to the outskirts and I watch uh, my mate jump up onto this fence, right? This big wooden fence, climbs up and then sort of jumps over. I'm like, all right. Um, I actually, I remember turning around going, I have no idea where the fuck we just came from. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'm following him. So I climbed up, get to the top of the thing. Oh, and then I see that there's basically like a one meter gap with, uh, it looks like about a three meter drop. Like it was only like probably a two meter fence but it's like there's like a, I don't know, a drain or something in between. And then another fence, then grass. And I see him. He's basically jumped and sort of like done the whole ninja rolly type thing off the far side. I'm like, all right, that sounds like a great idea. I do the same thing. And then you look back and realize there's no way we can go back that way because the fence is too high, oh. right? And that's the point where you walk around and realize that we come out on the other side of the caravan park, which is on the main street of Kingscliff, which uh-huh. is the town we are in at the time. <laughs> And that's when I had a real sobering moment of I am butt-ass naked in the middle of and I have no idea where to get back into the caravan park except through the main security gates. So <laughs> that led to both of us literally sprinting as fast as we could. He's laughing the whole time because the Navy boy, like those guys that is nude all the time for mm-hmm. reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, sprinting back to security, running past the security guard who's like, hey, hey, come here. Like, and just like trying to stick to the shadow so he at least can't see our faces at this point. <laughs> and then Lair literally like followed the tree line. We're like weaving through caravans and shit so this guy doesn't figure out where we are. And then, yeah, just basically went back to the camp. At that moment, our mate comes out of the tent after finishing his business with a young lady and both of us are just sitting in camp chairs naked drinking bourbon. So he has no context as to what happened. That's just where we are at that point. So <laughs> That wow. from an outside angle would have been pretty hilarious to see. So, yeah. yeah, that's hilarious. I was always yeah. in significantly better cardiovascular shape at that point than I am. Now. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I could run from the chair to the road at this point. So, yeah, <laughs> funny times. All right, K Man, saw this on Reddit and thought it'd be fun. Uh, if people came with warning tags, what would yours be? Um, I mean, get all the obvious like mm. masculine jokes out of the way, you know, choking hazard, all the fun stuff. Right? <laughs> I was, you know what? I wasn't even thinking that actually, to be honest. Or oh, how modest of you. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Jew, you start. I'll, I'm going to think. Um, uh, I would probably say, um, I don't know. Volatile if combined with alcohol. Uh, you know, or hilarious. What are you going to put in there? Um, what else? <laughs> no solicitors. Yeah, don't feed the bear. 
That um, would that yeah. Mine would be no solicitors. No, I guess no solicitors. Mine would be uh, never give drugs to. That would oh, never give drugs to. Yeah, because I I freaked yeah, out. I think once. mine would probably be a like if found return to with an address on it. <laughs> that's my that's wife's that's my cool. wife's phone number. You know. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, McFly uh, asked the question if you were arrested what would your family assume you were arrested for when the cops came to the door hmm oh what would they assume I was arrested for I don't, I I'd think say mine was like if it was when I was younger it would definitely be for like public nuisance for sure because yeah, like whenever I get mine. drunk it'd be like singing in the streets and stuff or like if a mate got into a fight, no doubt would have jumped in. You know, yeah, which is yeah. kind of the attitude back then. Not that I really I think, got into I think any fights, but just like teenagers. I would have. Yeah. yeah, or like early, early. 20s. I think later in life, it'd probably like public indecency in some sense. Getting caught boning in public or whatever. It was definitely a phase. Um, yeah. I have no idea. Oh, mine would mine probably would be. be for like, like it'd probably end up being a bench warrant for not paying a, a speeding ticket or something. Because I've done that like three times where I forgot to pay my speeding. Ah, uh, yeah, good one. Yeah. Yeesh. Um, well, yours is solicitation hooch. You already know that. Yeah, like, hey, right. Just, just touch yeah. it. Just touch it. Yeah, yeah. that'd probably be about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Jackie. What's one thing you always want to have access to in hand of a pertinent emergency? I think everyone just says phone these days here, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would assume so. Because with the phone, you can get anything else. Y- yeah, That's true. I mean, yeah, you're pretty much set if you have a phone. I guess the only thing, that, like your phone can't be a weapon would be the only bad thing. That, That's it. not true. I've told a Nokia story on this podcast. Exactly. It can be a weapon. It yeah. can be, a, yeah. I mean, you could throw it at it, someone, I guess, if you want. I'm telling you right now, if I throw my phone at you with the case I have on it, it's going to hurt. Yeah. I'm tempted to say mace because mace, like, honestly, you fuck someone <laughs> up real hard with mace. But, but um, you know, what are you hungry? You're going to use mace? You're going to eat mace? But yeah, like I, I think the in general, like in a dangerous situation, I would certainly prefer mace. But in most other situations, like almost every other situation, yeah, a phone would be more useful. So I guess that'd probably be it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Maps asked a question. Um, apparently, it was a big trend last year of like, what's your like have to have everyday carry list? But now that we're, we're all working from home during quarantine, like, what are the things that you have with you every day as work of work from home essentials? <laughs> Phone. Phone. <laughs> phone, caffeine, phone. snacks. Yeah, like phone, yeah. Phone, phone or laptop. Like that's just the sad truth. Like I wish it was something else, but yeah, yeah. it'd have to be like phone or laptop. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, like twelve only fan subscriptions, I guess. <laughs> of course, yeah. Bat material. Uh it pull and host. Alright, so uh he says we play a game called Super Fight on our game nights. Basically you argue your card can beat your opponent. My oh, girlfriend played Captain Marvel. Oh, do you? Yeah, I haven't so, played it uh, yet, my, but I have it, yeah. So he says, my girlfriend played Captain Marvel. I had Luke Skywalker. Who takes the win? This is blown up on social media in their little community. So I, I, the question here is Captain Marvel versus Luke Skywalker. Right, who right. wins, right? Yeah. Um, I don't see how Skywalker wins that. It, it You'd have to see, like where the power level is i suppose like you don't know because it's it's not a relative world we'll just go from like what you know let's say mcu representation of carol danvers and luke skywalker let's say at his most powerful which admittedly i guess is mandalorian we're saying so from the movies not the books 
Uh, well, I mean, if we go from the books, in then you have to factor in all the Captain Marvel comics, in which case I still think Luke's going to lose, but probably harder, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, because like her in the comics, like she goes to almost God level powers in some mm-hmm. of the runs. Mm-hmm. So let's just keep it for something that I guess people listening to this who may not be, you know, next level nerds, but like casual nerds um, can understand. So let's go MCU Captain Marvel versus on screen Luke Skywalker. I still say Captain Marvel wins that. Yeah, I, I just like Luke's Luke's force ability is is good and all, but mm-hmm. just Captain Marvel. I don't know. I mean, I don't even know if Luke can beat Thanos. I don't think he can. I, and I'm talking. I'm talking no stone Thanos too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it would be tough. Like, I'm trying to think. Like, what's the most like. I would assume that he would have trouble like holding back with just the force, like a very, mm. very large object. Like I, in the books, like I think he's, he has held back some pretty crazy shit, but um, like still like even like the force of like a, even if he somehow managed to hold a planet with the force, like I don't think it'd even be enough even then to stop Carol Danvers. Cause she's so fucking <laughs> broken. So yeah. yeah. Cause yeah. like, let's say that she's flying at him and he goes like, and like holds it from afar. Speed. So she can't move. Right. right. She can still just go like photon blast in your face. Son. Do yeah. You know I mean? like, but I, I don't even think he'd be able to hold something moving as fast as her anyway, yeah. with so much force because she, she moves so fast. Like, um, he's so, gone yeah. for your record too, right? Yeah. 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 That's happened a few times. Um, Let's just yeah. pretend we heard. So yeah, him. I would say that that's that's right. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think Captain Marvel's got that one pretty much take... stitched up for the W man. I, I yeah. can't see how that representation. Like maybe if you go into the books, there's like, obviously there's power levels where older Luke especially gets pretty nuts. But Hoochie, yeah, I don't know, man. I think uh, I got to give the W to Captain Marvel in this one. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, again, it's movie representation. If you want to go to the comics, we're gonna have to have a much longer <laughs> debate on this. Yeah. Uh, and then Slim has a final question of the week. Who would you fight? Who would you want to have your back in a fight? And who would you want to go drink with? So this is the second time we've had one of these. So this is good. Yeah. Now, it's Jared Leto's Joker, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, and Jack Nicholson's Joker. Oh, God. Well, let's see. So what is it? It's fight fight have your back in a fight or go drinking with uh and it's leto's joker phoenix's joker and nicholson's joker mm-hmm. um uh let's see i would go i wouldn't go drinking with leto's joker because he's no crazy no mm-hmm. no I'd rather have him have my back in a fight. Um, okay. I think I'd, I'd go drinking with Nicholson's Joker. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent the same. Like yeah. Jack Nicholson's Joker was in essence, he seemed much more like a party animal of all the Jokers really like all of them combined. Yeah. Like he took a boom box guy wherever they went. Yeah. He's like, all right, your job minion is you carry a boot box. That's your job. Right. <laughs> he had the parade right the yeah, theatrical yeah. you know presence of that joker was easily one of the funnest iterations so i think yeah. drinking with uh jack nicholson's joker or jack nicholson let's be real would be yeah. hilarious and just an <laughs> epic night yeah 
Um, now, I am going to say Joaquin Phoenix's Joker is going to have my back only out of necessity because out of, of course you're going to fight Jared Leto's Joker. He's a bitch. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, he's going to go, ah, ah, and then like, you're just going to punch him in the face and that's it. What's he got? Nothing. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix's Joker is the kind of guy you wouldn't want to fight because he'd be the kind of guy that no matter how badly you beat him, if he was not unconscious, he would keep getting back up. He is that kind of crazy, broken, nothing to live for. Like, you wouldn't want to fight that, right? So I'm not necessarily saying you want that guy on your side either, because yeah. I dare say he wouldn't mind taking out one of his compatriots. But because I want to <laughs> drink with Jack Nicholson's Joker so badly, mm-hmm. and the fact that I would want to kick the crap out of Leto's Joker so badly, <laughs> that's the only choice left, right? He's all that's left, yeah. yeah. He's all that's left. So yeah, that's, that's where I go with that one, I would say. That works. That works. Yeah. So there you go. Questions for the week. And just in time, because it looks like Texas finally took out Hebrew. He's oh, dead. no. So, yeah, I think he's uh, internet slash house slash computer froze. Uh, so he'll be on the news where they dig him out of his igloo somewhere in the next uh, month or so, I guess. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> in Tejas. And then, uh, yeah, for some reason, Ted Cruz will blame uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez for Hebrew's uh, sad demise. Yes, exactly. Um, the good news is um, it, there will be in a frozen palace at least seven TVs somewhere. So I mean, if you're looking to steal something in Texas, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because he's not here. Uh, all right, let's do our weekly thank you of the people that keep this show running, our patrons. Uh, we say it all the time, but I'm going to say it again. We cannot keep doing this show without you, especially with how much time it takes, being able to pay some of the bills and buy some of the new toys especially for Hooch, obviously, because he's uh, newer to the stream. Right. Having to buy equipment from scratch sucks, man. Like, I, I don't envy where you're at now because I know now that you've started, once you buy one thing, you kind of have to buy the next thing to get oh, the most out of it. I know. It's a never-ending fucking cycle. So um, every dollar you guys give to us, it helps us make the show a little bit better. So we do appreciate it. So to our supporters, uh, to Ox5, BatBot, Connor L, uh, Captain Jeepus, Goat, Lunchbox, Alan K, and Steve Dave, thank you to you guys. To the fanboys, Mad Dog, Dadgerat, Commander Hansen, Unhinged, Flexipotamus, Matt Bloody, Simon L, Incorrect User, Rockstar, Corey F, Dan1387, Snorlax Hunter, TT Marco, JJ Orbits, Curtis the Greek, Swain Hammer, Jamie, X23, Debeated Viking, Metalhead, uh, Dracul, Lili, Zateotech, Admirero, Frozen, Chief Fat Honey Badger, Rumham, LFC Avenger, Matches Malone, Lucky Matty, Tori, and Del Runnin. Thank you to all of you. To the dedicated, the Nightside, Conway Supreme, Abyssarium, Captain Hammer, DJB306, Morphine Dream, Cheetah, Hobbs, Tugganuts, uh, who apparently are birthday twins. I think it's his birthday uh, this week as well. So happy birthday happy, to you, buddy. Happy birthday. Uh, Andrew G, Domino, Real East, Paul Park, Beer God, Cravino, Mookie, Grimnos, Justin Beard, Gimme Scotch, Blaff, and K-Man 216. And of course, uh, the guys that really help us stay on the air, the Multiverse Masters going that extra mile, to Agent Zero, Honeycomb, Silver Wolf, uh, Bronzy, Jedi Matroza, Slim, Jay Shriver, Neil Wybird, Wiley, Jacket246, the Quixotic One himself, Lord Keen, uh, to Moon, Judas, Fopsy Schmopsy, Spark Zulu, Dragus, Kane, Creative Name, McFly, Lil Scrappy Doo, Namzia, and brand new this week, one of your buddies from one of your old jobs, I believe, Hooch, is uh, Bearded Rooster. Welcome yes. to him. Absolutely. I've known that guy for like 20 years. 
Yeah, and took full advantage of that tier as well, straight into the Patreon uh, voice chat this week before the show. So awesome to uh, have another member. And of course, the motherfucking space whale himself, uh, Tudela, aka uh, Hulk Dead Heroes. Uh, thanks as always, mate. Always appreciate you sticking with us. And that, my friend, after a massive recording session this week, is going to do it for another week. Hooray! Good times. Hooray! Man. Can you pretend to be Hebrew as you log off the show? Just try and sound like think of think of like the widest guy you've ever heard of, and then like dial that up by like ten. Oh, I don't know if I can code switch like that. <laughs> That's this is an opportunity uh, we should really just go to town. Just give me so much shit because we can't defend This is about the most code switch you'll hear from me. I don't okay. know if I can do it any better. No, I'm talking about like, when you like say, my voice when you say right code now. Switch. When you say code switch, what do you mean? Oh, you're not familiar with the code switch? Uh, no. Okay. So code switching real quick is the thing that we do as uh, black Americans in order to fit into white society. We do All not. Right. We, we enunciate more. We sound a little smarter. Or whatever we don't we, we use less slang. Doing the Carlton, that that's that's exactly what it is. But there you go. But, I know what you mean. I know. What you yes, mean. yes. But it's 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 doing the Carlton when you sound more like Will normally. Right. That's the code switching. But see, if you're a white guy and you try and do the Will, that's not going to end that well for you in the reverse situation. Again, we're trying to do the reverse situation where it's not applicable. Right. Okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh god good times all right folks uh, hooch buddy always a pleasure yeah absolutely all right i've been chubica 84 make sure you uh rate and review over on apple Podcasts. if you want to join the crew get those bonus a couple of hours every week um join in on the pre-show patreon chats get the live unedited version same day as we record patreon.com forward slash a n r pod check the different tiers otherwise we'll catch you all next week cheers <laughs>